another bit of football terminology that originated in the inept tech bungle state rivalry. And no extra charge for that one. It ain't even midweek. And I'll be back with more from Coach Art Turf <laughs> right after we pause for this message. <laughs> Maybe Groundhog Day was a better description. I don't know. Your mic doesn't sound very good. Yeah, it doesn't, does it? How about that? Does no. it sound any better? A little. Let me see. Which one are we on here? Um, I have two on. Yeah, we are on number two here. All right. You want to try it again? Does it sound any better? Yeah, you're sounding better now. Okay. Well, I, as I mentioned, maybe that 63-yard touchdown for the second time may have seemed like Groundhog Day, but the Art Turf Show today with this blistering heat wave we have been experiencing, this one is picked out for you, Dave Palmer, my wine-consuming friend. <laughs> okay. Ice wine. Okay. How about that? Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> the, but I think the good news is <clears throat> that uh, it's not going to be as bad today as it has the last few. Yeah, it's still going to be a little hot and humid, but... But then next Tuesday, it starts all over again. Yes, it does. Okay. So, let's see what uh, Art Turf uh, has yet to say. <laughs> it will be brother against brother this week as Inept Tech faces Bungle State. And Coach Turf, you've faced your brother Nat Turf numerous times in the past, although it has happened in college football. It's unusual to have brothers coaching in the same conference. I was wondering about your all-time record against your brother Nat. Well, it's interesting you should bring that up. That's a real fine question. I was just thinking about that, you know, while you was ask, asking it. That, you know, uh, brother Nat uh, was the first one to get a bicycle, and he was the first one to get a football helmet, and he was the first one to get a skateboard, and he was the first one to get an electric train, and... Anytime we'd play the game, he'd win. You know, we'd play chess, he'd win. We'd play uh, checkers, he'd win. We'd play marbles, and he'd win. And he reminds me about that record. We zip, and ever how many we played against my brother Nat, I never have been able to beat him in anything. And he reminds me about it every Christmas when he sends me a Christmas card. Now what does the uh, card contain, Coach? Well, it has the all-time series record in there, and uh, he reminds me that uh, he's the one that caused me to lose my marbles. Be listening again, sports fans, for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the Fighting Oysters of Inept Tech, the coaching legend in his own mind, the one and only Coach Art Turf. Another weekend. Oh, my. Good times for you and me. And I'm ready. Beautiful sunshine this morning. Look at it out there. 81 right now. But they only say it's going to climb up another 7 degrees to 88. 75 are high tomorrow. 76 on Sunday. I have a lot of yard work to do tomorrow. It's a Friday and we got a free-for-all. Right here on the leader, 970 WATH.
Yes, indeed. Good morning, folks. Welcome, and Scott, always good to hear you. I, well, I, thank I, you, I'm, sir. I'm so, um, how do I want to put it? I'm always touched by your lost pets stuff or pets at the shelter and stuff like that. Um, you do a good job with that. Well, thank you. I, I can't understand why some of these pets are lost, yeah. how they get away. Yeah. They're so cute. They're adorable. And... Boy, oh boy, they just need, you know, a little extra love and, and cared for. And I try to do my my part, our part here at 970 to inform people that, you know, there are wonderful pets out there and they make great companions, as you well know. Oh and as I know from growing up, we had pets as far back as I can remember as a child. And we, we uh, were certainly blessed with each and every one of them. With Pat's passing three weeks ago, my wife, that is, um, you know, Hope and Foley, they know something's different. And, uh, but they are so good about um, providing me um, the attention and care, you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. And uh, it would have been much harder. Yeah, unconditional love is what you've heard me say, I'm sure, many times. And when um, Dad passed, Mom and Dad had a cat that Dad actually picked out uh, to adopt. Mm -hmm. And uh, she certainly certainly has been a blessing to Mom, but she knew something was different around the house without Dad there. Well, let's go to our phones. Good morning. Tickety-poo. Tickety-poo. Hi, Don. Hey, thought I'd get in there quick before you got to the history and the birthdays and, you know, everything and mess it up. <laughs> mess it up, huh? Now, how could you mess up history? By breaking in. <laughs> well, what's up, man? Well, I just wanted to say, hey, how you guys doing? Hadn't called talked to you for a while. Yeah. Me oh. and this weather just don't like each other. <laughs> Me and this what? Weather. Oh, the weather. Yeah, well, I get that. Yeah, the heat, I don't mind. The humidity is what gets me. Oh, my. You get in the car, and the windows are all uh, wet and everything. You know? Well, I've been, yeah, well, in my apartment here, the where the vent is, yeah. condensation up top, and it's been leaking. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I've got that CO, I've got COPD, which chronic bronchitis and i've been staying in i've been keeping my little self in (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. well you know it looks like we have a a few days here where it's not going to be so bad right well so uh get your shopping done and uh, oh i did that i got enough food last me to the end of the month okay I, I never work that far out. but uh, Unless I go on a hunger binge then. Yeah. Or eating binge, I should say. <laughs> well, uh, of course, some of us should, you know. Yeah, that's, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. I was, what, last night, did you see that heat lightning? I knew it was coming, but I didn't make it up late enough. I saw it. What time that were night- you up? 
nine o'clock. Oh, then then I was up. I just didn't see it. But yeah. they, they were project. Pro- the weather service was pro- projecting there. I got it out finally. Um, that we were going to have a good bit of lightning. And well, that's all. You know what's funny? Half half the sky was clear. Other half just had like white clouds, gray clouds, and dark clouds. And all of a sudden, lightning started, but no thunder. I'm like, huh? Yeah. So I know what that is. Yeah, boy, I saw it too. About nine thirty. Yeah. It was uh, toward the what eastern sky, I guess it was. Great big puffy clouds. Yeah. That you could see the the lightning in inside of that and you know illuminating just a little beyond it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, oh, it was awesome. It it was oh, pretty. Yeah. It was. Hey, I, I had another <clears throat> odd thing happen last night. I was out maybe about uh, nine thirty or ten, the same time you were. Um, letting the guys just uh, get a breath of air outside before they sweated it. Never mind. Anyway, um, and I looked straight up off the porch, and the Big Dipper was right above me. Wow. Now, I don't remember ever having that happen. And we we need to call George Eber or somebody and find out, does the Big Dipper move around the sky? Oh, yeah. Depending on the season, I well, guess. Actually, the Big Dipper does. <clears throat> excuse me, doesn't move. The Earth does. Well, yeah, you're absolutely so, right. Yeah, that's why you see the different angles of it I at never, different times. I never, reco- I never have recalled <laughs> seeing it right above me. Well, and maybe that Big Dipper's about ready to offer you some nice cool water. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all yeah. of us. Oh, we'll take it. Oh, maybe, definitely. Maybe it had a uh, bucket full of blessings. How about that, Don? There you go. I could use it. Me too. Yes, sir. Yeah. All righty. I'm just happy you guys are still on the air. And Dave, you and I are still kicking the kicking the ground. Yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, wake indeed. up. Some, you know, I tell people, yeah, I'm glad when I wake up, I hit the ground and I'm in my right mind. And then some of them question me. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I knew, th- wait I a knew minute. that was coming. <laughs> wait a minute. In your right mind? <clears throat> Well, I'm left-handed, so, you know, we're the only ones in our right mind. <laughs> uh, I think you went too far on that one. But, uh, okay. No, yeah. I, this show is meant for us that aren't so much in our right minds. <laughs> yeah, it may seem like that at times. Hey, John, good to hear your voice. Yes, it is. Yeah, I'm glad you guys are doing good, too. Thank you. Amen. Y'all have a blessed weekend, and be careful and safe out there. Likewise. Thank you, sir. Same to you. Okay. All right. Talk to y'all later. Okay. You See you, Don. Folks, uh, if you ever want to participate in the show a little bit, um, our phone number, of course, is 740. Imagine that. 592-6646, right? Yes. 6646. Yes. Or, or one triple eight. Five nine two six six four six. Okay, if 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 you're old fashioned enough to be using an old home phone and it's a long distance call, 
That's what that's about. We could probably do away with that one now with cells and everything. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, anyway, long distance is a thing of the past with pretty cell much, phones. So pretty much. it's all included in the plans. But it's amazing how I can call um, my daughter-in-law's family in Thailand on my cell phone and. There's no special charge. You know what I mean? It's really cool. Well, yeah, that's cool if you have that plan. Some some plans do not include that, so you get uh, international fees oh. added on to it. So, well, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I thought it was all. Well, if you have it in your plan, I mean, they, it is available if you have, you know, f- people that have relatives out of the United States. Uh, typ- Folks, typically, we'll sign up for that. This to brings up it. another topic that Scott just kind of reminded me of. <coughs> uh, you know, when you when you are a family, okay, husband, wife, whatever, um, you kind of divide up the duties, right? And so, um, the household finances, my wife Pat took care of. Uh, other things in the business, I took care of. Um, but now with her unexpected passing, you know, I'm trying to make sure I'm up to date on everything. Yeah. And, you know, in this day of websites and passwords and, um, uh, stuff like that. And, and then also knowing, I guess, some of the places she has an account um, for us or herself or whatever. It's been, uh, I, 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 I don't know how to say this other than please consider sharing that information well before something happens. And it is it is a real struggle for me to catch up on all these things, and I'm trying. You can do it. I know you can. Well, We're all behind you, okay. right, audience? I heard a collective yes. Okay. Well, let's get going. <clears throat> Today is uh, Wear Blue Day. Now look, not a thing. Oh, you got blue jeans on. Okay, so you you were at least half right. <laughs> I'm not anything right on here. I'm wearing a, a yellow shirt and a khaki pants. Or no, these are olive pants, I guess. Olive green. It's National Eat Your Vegetables Day. Was there ever a time in your life that you didn't like vegetables? No, uh, only certain ones. Like what? Lima beans. Yeah. Still, I'm still not real crazy still not, about them. Huh? Broccoli. I didn't eat broccoli, but broccoli. I love it oh, now. Oh, my goodness. Buttered broccoli. Steamed buttered broccoli. There's a local deli counter in town that has a broccoli salad that I have to get. Oh, yeah. Broccoli um, salad, really good too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
How about you? Any any veggies you didn't care for? Those are the only two that I can think of. Yeah, I, I suppose lima beans was iffy. But I really, you know, peas and corn and um, um, chopped up. Um, I don't know what all it is. It's just I like it all. Okay, going on. It is Global Garbage Man Day. So all our guys that help collect the garbage out there and our recyclables and everything, it's your day. National Flip-Flop Day. I'm wearing uh, sandals today, not flip-flops. National Mascot Day. So we've got uh, the Bobcat. Um, Homer. Homer. Lots of high, area high school mascots. Yeah. <clears throat> it's National Stewart's <clears throat> Root Beer Day. Why? Why does Stewart get this blast? Were they the first ones to do it? I don't know. Let's see what we can find out. Um, I re- I remember as a kid we had an A and W. Um, you know, like a small Dairy Queen, except it was A and W root beer down in Clintonville, and that was the only root beer I was really aware of. And later on, I became aware of Stewart's. But uh, what do you got back there? Originating in 1924 in Mansfield, Ohio. Stewart's Fountain Classics was a brand of old-fashioned fountain sodas. They are a brand of premium soft drinks made in the U.S. Founded by Frank Stewart, he set up his first drive-in root beer stand to supplement his income as a school teacher. So let's try oldest root beer. Okay. See what pops up. Uh, I bet that one will be pretty close. Um, I think we were talking about this last year when we hit Stewart's Root Beer Day. Really? I don't yeah, have about, any recollection of about that. The, we we couldn't find any oh. <clears throat> anywhere locally, and then Butch brought in. A, bo- a couple bottles for both of us <laughs> from uh, that little store. Yeah, where, where if, is it? If Butch can find it. It was in, um, yeah. uh, where was it, Morgan County, maybe? I don't know. There, but, I can't recall the name of the store, but that's where he found it. So, oldest root beer. We have anything there? Uh, let's see. I don't mean to make too much out of this, but. I probably already Hires know. Root Beer. Hires, I've heard of that. Is known as America's original root beer. According to the brand's official history, Philadelphia pharmacist Charles Hires first tasted root beer in 1875 while he was on his honeymoon. <laughs> yeah. hmm. Cheers, honey. Have a Hires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, it, it would appear that... Um, we, we can't really determine why Stewart's is uh, mentioned, but um, they've been back there a long time. Yeah, I guess it got nominated. Here here are some other old sodas, if you're interested. Sure. Uh, Verner's. Yes, of course. Boasts the, boasts the oldest soda in America. 
but not the world. That belongs to Schweppes, who yes. created a carbonated mineral water in 1783. And uh, other old sodas include Hires Root Beer, 1876, Moxie, 1876. I don't remember that one, do you? No. M-O-X-I-E. Dr. Pepper, 1885. Coca-Cola, 1886. And Pepsi, 1893. Now, both Pepsi and Coke are are good advertisers with us. But I cannot tell the difference. And yet I know other people who you could give them a blindfold and they would know the difference. Oh, I could tell the difference. I cannot. I certainly can tell the difference between a diet and a non-diet. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. That too, but uh, Werner's makes some delicious ginger ale. Oh, yes, absolutely. I mean, it's it uh, It's got a pretty decent amount of a sugar content in it, but, boy, mm, tastes good cold over ice. We're way off the track. Let's get back on. Well, we had National Apple Strudel Day. We had root beer derail us. Yes, Stewart's root beer. Yes. So National Apple Strudel Day. Who can complain about that? Yeah, that gets a yum. National Cherry Tart Day. A yellow, another yum. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that's that. A couple good yums there this morning. Um, historical events. This is always where I'm tested for pronunciation. In the year 656, Ali ibn Abu Talib, actually I made it through that pretty well, was elected the fourth caliph of the Rashidun Caliphate. Translate that for us, Scott. Okay. <laughs> Caliphate. Okay. I'll do it again. Okay. Al- Ali Ibn Abu Talib. A L I I B N A B U T A L I B. And there's a bunch of spaces in there. He was elected the fourth caliph. Of the Rashidun okay. Caliphate. He uh, was also known as Ali, the son-in-law and cousin of the Islamic prophet Muhammad. And was the caliph, as you mentioned there, during a trying period in Muslim history, coinciding with the first Muslim civil war. Now, he, a caliph, what is a caliph? Um, I, a caliph is a ruler. Okay. And the caliphate is the ruling um, the group he rules over hierarchy yes well I guess we settled that the year 1579 that's right we just jumped ahead 900 years English navigator Francis Drake lands on the coast of California at Drake's Bay but in landing there he names it New Albion. So Francis Drake. 
who was a, uh, how do I want to put it? My mother's side of the family was, comes down from the Drakes. Okay? The ancestry? Yes. Okay, 1631. Mumtaz Mahal dies during childbirth. Her husband, Mughal Emperor Shah Jahan I, spends more than 20 years building her tomb at Taj Mahal. You ever visited there? No, I have not. Remarkable. 1789, the French Revolution, during the meeting of the Estates General, the Third Estate proclaims itself the National Assembly. 1837, Charles Goodyear obtains his first rubber patent. 1856, Republican Party opens its first national convention that was held in Philadelphia. Okay, birthday time. Boy, I'm looking at these pictures. There's not a one I recognize. Okay, first of all... Um, <coughs> Born on this date in 1239, died in 1307. Edward the First. Edward the First. So that would be England. Uh, yes, it would be. Also known as Edward Longshanks, <laughs> and the Hammer of the Scots, was the King of England. Hammer of the Scots. Would that indicate he was not in favor of them much? Um, I don't think so. Okay. Ju just the name of that. Uh, he, beca he became known as Longshanks due to his wars with the Scots. Well, I guess so. And his height. He was one of the greatest. Uh, which was? Uh, his tall height, or short? I, I don't know. I would say tall. Huh. He was... Uh, Born in Westminster Palace, the first child of Henry III and Eleanor of Provence. Let's see if it tells us how tall he is. Yeah, you'd think if they make a point out of it, they'd say something about it. How tall was Edward Longshanks? He was six feet two inches wow. tall. Yeah. Okay, that was unusual for that day. Okay, let's go on. James Weldon Johnson. Um, born in 1871 on this date. These are all famous birthdays. Died in 1938. James Weldon Johnson was an American writer and civil rights activist. He was married to civil rights, <coughs> excuse me, activist Grace Nail Johnson. Johnson was a leader of the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, where he started working in 1917. Okay, uh, Martin Borman. Um, Martin was uh, born on this date in 1900. 
He died in 1945. Martin Ludwig Bormann was a German Nazi Party official. At head of the Nazi Party Chancellery, he gained immense power by using his position of, as Adolf Hitler's private secretary mm. to control the flow of information and access to Hitler. The final mm. birthday to mention today, uh, at least according to Associated Press, is that of Kendrick Lamar. And uh, he's um, living, in, rather celebrating, his 35th birthday today. Kendrick Lamar. Kendrick Lamar Duckworth is an American rapper, songwriter, and record producer. He is often cited as one of the most influential rappers of his generation. Two famous deaths to bring up. One is that of uh, Tercilla do Amaro. Amaro. I'll help you. T-A-R-S-I-L-A is the first name. Then D-O. A-M-A-R-A-L. Now, she... <clears throat> she was born in 1886, but died on this date in 1973. Interesting-looking woman. Yes, indeed. Interesting painting, artworks, too. Um, she was a Brazilian painter, draftswoman, and translator. She is considered one of the leading Latin American modernist artists and is regarded as the painter who best achieved Brazilian aspirations for nationalistic expression in a modern style. So heavy, heavy, man, you heavy. You got some pictures there of some of her art? Yeah. Well, how would you describe it? Um, just as they did, nationalist <laughs> expression in a modern hey, style. Uh, thanks for the help. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I, you know, it looks very modern, very modern art, I mean. Oh, I see. Okay. Some, you know, you know a little abstract, I yeah. would say. Yeah. But. The other famous death to mention today, <clears throat> and, and then this is the end of that, is Rodney King. 1965, his birth, he died on this date in 2012. Rodney King. Rodney King, Rodney Glenn King, was an African-American man who was a victim of police brutality on March 3, 1991, he was beaten by LAPD officers during his arrest after a high-speed chase for driving while intoxicated on the I-210. And that became the source of the L.A. riots. Yes. All right, let's see here. I guess we can turn our attention to the news for a bit. Okay. Um... Well, first of all, I, have, I don't think I've said it today. Today is June 17th, and it is a Friday. I hope you know that part. But June 17th. Um, the news media is covering the third public hearing on the events of January 6th. That would be what they also call the insurrection, right? That's what some people are referring to yeah. it as, yes. 
And um, but I do see here uh, someone attempting to call in. So let's do that first. Good morning. Whoops, I didn't push the button hard enough. There we go. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. You once mentioned you um, sent some repair stuff down to someplace and insured it for three thousand dollars. Is anything kind of ha- going to happen with that? Because the hum on the AM in my kitchen this morning is just horrible. Um, is that what it's for? Mm, side? Okay. I think you know we've had a bunch of storms. Oh, yeah. I, uh, the, I believe the hum is based on, um, let's see, what is it, Spectrum? No. Um, Frontier? Frontier. That they have some, uh, the way we get our signals from our building up to each of the transmitters in high fidelity is using dedicated lines 24 hours a day provided by Frontier. They, um, we don't have too many problems with that, but once in a while we do, and that is the case today. So we have to get, um, there's uh, three guys, well, two particularly, over at Frontier's office there on West Union that really know how to do this. And um, we got to get them involved and get this uh, straightened out. Now, um, have you listened to 97.1 this morning? Yeah. Is it any better? Uh, it has a hum, too. But who okay. wants for ordering something? Is that ever going to arrive? Or you it, ever... it has arrived. Yay. Yeah, they found it. Okay, now I'm with, I'm with you. <laughs> Let me repeat the story just for somebody who doesn't know. Folks, uh, t- two months ago, I shipped a uh, package to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And um, at the time, I didn't know it, but there was an extra digit in the address. So it said, like, 23310 was the address. Well, it should have only had one three. However, the street that it was on is only two blocks long. (laughs) So you think that FedEx could have figured it out. But they lost the package. It was insured for $3,000. And um, it took quite a while to find it. And finally, they did find it and delivered it to the company that was uh, expecting it, and they were going to repair it. And that company has repaired it free of charge because of the whole mess. But all of those are back here now, and Dave Riley, who's our ace at that sort of thing, uh, is working on reinstalling that stuff. But uh, finally, it showed up. Thank you. Did I see in your yard the other day a zero-turn lawnmower? No. Something yellow? I don't know. Uh, I can't think what that would have been. Okay. And 
I mean, so, that maybe someone in the neighborhood just parked it there for a moment while I wasn't there. But no, my mower's a regular little like okay. garden tractor. Still working fine, and you're ready to... I just off. put a new wheel bearing on it last weekend, and it, it does a good job. Well, I think you're doing a good job in adjusting to your wife's death. Gotten right back into the groove. And well, I tell you what, it's... it's uh, you, you have to push on. And uh, first of all, I like yard work. Uh, my neighbor Grace and I love to race each other on the tractors. <laughs> um, you know, it's it's um, it keeps your mind active. Uh, but I'm I'm having my share of trouble with the uh, the change. Right. So anyway. Like needing an organizer and stuff like that. Yeah, I but, I would like to have some help like that. But another thing is, my wife says, don't worry about moving too fast on all that stuff, like removing dresses or something like that. Well, Just take your time. And son Paul, which is Pat's son. You know, I had Jackie and Nick. Paul fit right in the middle from Pat's first marriage. And they're all tight. Um... Paul's coming in early. He's going to help with some of that stuff. He did the same thing when his grandmother died over in uh, anyway, I West salute, Lafayette. I salute you for how well you're handling it. And it's, oh. you know, I... Well, I won't know what it's like until it happens to me, but I, I know it's got, got to be rough. Well, I think you may have heard me say earlier, thank goodness for the dog. And one last thing. Your show at night still doesn't have any Jim Bohannon on. With all these other people on, they're all so extreme right that you almost think uh, January 6th didn't even exist. You listen to them talk okay. about different things and stuff. Is it, I wonder do they why, call it the Bohannon show? Yeah, they're still calling it that, but they're saying they're substituting for it. Okay, well, that happened. And there's nothing wrong with listening to different points of view, even if you don't agree with them. Oh, I, I do listen to it, and I think, my goodness, how they... Well, anyway, how I can be in total disagreement with what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, sure. And I know I can always just turn it off and go to sleep. <laughs> or, that, or, you know... Listen to it and learn something. Yeah. I'm learning how the right is working against the left. and You know, I'm, I'm a registered Republican. But do I think that that's the only way it can be? No way. I think there has to be a blend. And why am I a registered Republican? Because my parents were. There's a certain heritage there. Were they rabid Republicans? No. They used good common sense. And I, I, you know, I'm bothered that we have to be so labeled. I wish we could just all think things through and do our best choices. Anyway. Anyway, it, <coughs> it has to be someone that, to be a station owner and to run that program constantly as you have, 
you have to have biases towards Republicans. That's all I can say. Can't there be some meat? Which radio station are you talking about? Jim Bohannon thing. Oh, the Bohannon. Yeah. Show. I don't. I don't know. Um. Well, we've had others over the years. You know, I, I've only been here fifty. Um. You know, one of these days I'll get the hang of it. Um, but we've had a, we've had what I would consider um, conservative hosts and liberal hosts. You're just talking about recently. Yeah. Bohannon has been on this sh- show quite a while. Right. Um, Ever since uh, Larry King went off. Yeah. And you know. Oh well, and I got to move here. Okay. Uh, Thank you. Thank you for listening. You bet. Um, let's see. The January 6th hearings. The House Select Committee investigating the events the events surrounding the storming of the U.S. Capitol last January 6th held its third in a series of public hearings yesterday afternoon. Much of the panel focused on efforts by the former president and his aides and allies to pressure Mike Mike uh, Pence as he prepared to certify the 2020 presidential election results. Among other key moments, witnesses alleged Trump legal advisor John Eastman acknowledged that a plan for Pence to refuse to certify the results violated the Electoral Count Act. Well, What a mess. Uh, let's move on to the next story because we're short on time, about five minutes remaining in this week's show. The Watergate anniversary. Today marks the 50th anniversary of a break-in at the Watergate office building in Washington, D.C., an intrusion that sparked one of the most notorious political scandals in modern U.S. history and led to the eventual resignation of President Richard Nixon. On June 17, 1972, five men were arrested attempting to infiltrate and bug the National Democratic Committee in the lead-up to that year's presidential election. Originally claiming to be anti-communists and freedom fighters, the men were eventually linked to the Nixon campaign. The ensuing cover-up lasted for more than two years, during which Nixon won re-election by a landslide until key witnesses and revelations that <coughs> excuse me, that Nixon secretly recorded Oval Office conversations unraveled the plot. Uh, if you want to hear that, seek out the smoking gun tape, and you can listen to it. Turn that off. There we go. Golden State Warriors back on top, right? Yep, they are. <laughs> and um, Copperhead's doing well, I think. Um, let me turn all these pages here. I guess that's enough for this report. Uh, the last one I have uh, to share with you from the New York Times. 
And their lead says, good morning. Very soon, almost everyone in the U.S. will be able to get a COVID vaccine. After months of delays, children under five are set to get vaccines next week. Both the FDA and the CDC are expected to clear Moderna and Pfizer's vaccines for young children in the next few days. An FDA panel recommended the authorization of both vaccines uh, two days ago. I have a former daughter-in-law who's kind of heading up Pfizer's, all of that stuff. I thought it was J&J. Um, you are correct. Okay. My mistake. Okay. I, I don't know why I caught that. But. A good job, though. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't want to misstate, and I did. Okay, uh, vaccines for young children were delayed because neither company submitted the full data needed for the FDA to authorize them, a top agency official previously implied. The White House advisor, Anthony Fauci, also suggested at one point that the FDA had wanted to wait to consider both vaccines simultaneously because it feared that authorizing them at different times could confuse parents. Yeah, I think it would. But now, any parent, any kid who has been waiting for the vaccines can finally see the end point. Now, what are we talking about? 20 million children are under the age of five in our nation. Parents describe the weight for this in brutal terms. One person said, I nearly lost my job and my mind. Another person, they halved, halved their income. That means, you know, they, what they brought in was half what, what normally was. Another, the hardest time in my life. Another, I feel helpless and hopeless. Extremely lonely. I'm tearing, tearing up as I'm writing this. Every cough sets me on edge. Well, parents, we can fix it now. Um, I think that's all the time we have. I'm turning the pages just to see if there's any little last thing, and really there isn't. Okay, what time is it? 29. So we've got uh, about 17 seconds. Or 27 seconds. Something like that. Folks, thank you for all the nice cards you've sent me. I've read every one of them. I have kept every one of them. They mean a great deal to me. In our 72nd year of serving Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. 
I'm Deborah Rodriguez. We found out just an hour ago young children are one more step closer to getting COVID shots in arms early next week. Correspondent Linda Kenyon is in Washington. The FDA's decision, still to be cleared by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, means some 20 million babies, toddlers, and preschoolers could soon be eligible to get the COVID vaccine. Once the CDC director formally approves those vaccines, federal officials have said they expect many children can start getting shots as soon as Tuesday, June 21st. Many jurisdictions, except those in Florida, have already pre-ordered doses for both the Pfizer and Moderna vaccines. Ukraine has gotten word it's long been waiting for. The European Commission is recommending membership in the EU. President Ursula von der Leyen. Ukrainians are ready to die for the European perspective. We want them to live with us the European dream. EU member nations will discuss the proposal at a meeting in Brussels next week. Four months into war, we're hearing from Vladimir Putin, correspondent Cammie McCormick, on today's speech in St. Petersburg. Putin said the gloomy forecasts of the impact of sanctions on the Russian economy have not come to pass. Instead, he said Europe and the U.S. are paying the price, here through an interpreter. The inevitable and rapid collapse of our economy, this is a tool of information 